0: Hello, and welcome to episode one of Unraveling. In this episode, I'll be talking about my knitting, what I'm wearing, we'll have a sneak peek at a place with lots of knitting, but no clothing, cursed yarn gets another chance, and what is Maker's Month all about? Hello, hello. How are you? I hope you're well. Um, If you are joining me for the first time, then welcome, thank you for joining me, and if you listened to my pilot episode, then welcome back, thank you for returning. Um, This is the first full episode, I'm doing kind of air quotes there, full episode of Unraveling, Um, and so hopefully this is going to be a little bit more um, how I want the podcast to be going forward, so fingers crossed on that, but still you know new to it so so let's just let's just see how it goes we'll just we'll go with it and we'll see we'll see what happens i'm going to start um by talking to you about my knitting uh, what i'm knitting uh, on currently what i've recently finished and then i'm going to tell you what uh, hand knitted items i have been wearing recently So we'll start with the current projects on the needles. Now if you did join me for my pilot episode then you may remember that I said that I had a real um, case of like finish-up-itis, I just wanted to get stuff finished. Uh, I think I'm nesting at the moment, I am about 7 months pregnant so I'm really keen to get unfinished projects finished before baby arrives in June. Um, However, I decided that I didn't have um, a cardigan that was going to be appropriate for kind of spring and like breastfeeding. So I thought, well, I can just make one. A cardigan being perfect because it doesn't matter whether I've got a bump in the way or anything like that because I can button it or not depending on uh, how I feel. Um, So I trawled through Ravelry and found... A pattern for My Favourite. It's called My Favourite and it's a lovely um, basic, it's a very simple cardigan uh, knit from the top down and it has a slight raglan shaping at the shoulders but um, mostly it's yoked and the yoke is a lace pattern. So there's a lace pattern in the yoke but then the rest of it is plain and then there's just a lace pattern Um, on like the cuff of the sleeve so really really simple but really pretty and I thought it would be perfect for the summer I'm knitting it in a cotton that I've had in my stash for quite a few years and I've been waiting for something to do with it Um, and this seemed uh, absolutely perfect so that was something that I picked up and uh, cast on as soon as I found the pattern which which I felt pretty good about because I thought well I'm going to knit this and I'm not going to knit anything else until I finish this. Um, but that, <laughs> that didn't happen. I then also decided I wanted, you know, everyone needs socks. Socks don't really count as a project. So I thought I'll cast on a pair of baby socks because they're quick. So I thought that would be fine. But I've barely knit on those. And I've barely knit on the cardigan. Um, I'm also currently knitting a jumper for my husband. and That uh, I mentioned in the last podcast. And I've barely done anything on that, and so I just, I have too many projects already. And there's only three, but it's too many projects on the go. Oh, and I have also, I'm also crocheting a blanket. Um, last year or the year before, I finished a granny stripe blanket, um, one of Attic24's uh, colour combinations for granny, uh, granny stripes. And I had some uh, yarn left over from that. So I thought, well, I'll just, um, I'll just turn them into little granny squares and I'll make as many as I can. And then uh, I'll, I'll just stitch them all together and we'll see where we are. And it's kind of been one of these projects that just goes on forever, that you just kind of pick up when you fancy doing a granny square. But recently, I, it's been the perfect kind of travelling project, because I can get sort of five or six squares done in about an hour and a half, and that's perfect. And I can get about five or six squares out of each ball of uh, colour that I've got left, so it's being quite a quick project as well. Um, I think in the end I want to have 280 squares. I think I'm probably going to have more yarn um, left over, so I'll probably do a few more, but the minimum really that I would like would be 280 because that would fit just about on our bed. Um, so, yeah, I've got quite a few things going on the needles. Um, and I've kind of got myself into a bit of a sticky situation with the cardigan because I was, um, I was on a bit of a roll with it, but I put it down and didn't make any notes. So I'm not a hundred percent sure where I left it. So that's kind of putting me off going back to it because it means that, um, I have to do some thinking and. I mean, granny squares don't really take thinking at the moment, so that's really where I'm going, Um, whereas everything else I've got on, I've got to a point where I need to think about it, and then I've just put it down. So my brain is just not really... um, It's not really working as well at the moment, so thinking is not something that is really working for me, so (laughs) I'm just not doing it if I can help it. So, yeah, but that's, that's what I've got on the needles at the moment. I will put some links to um, any patterns in the show notes which are on the blog and I have set up a blog just for the podcast now um, if you were here last time you know that I just put it on my personal blog beckymundy.co.uk um, it is still um, on there you can still get to the blog from there there's a link at the top of the page but if you go to um, www.unravelingpodcast I'm now doubting myself that that's actually what the um yeah no, that's right www.unravelingpodcast.wordpress.com then um you'll see uh, everything that you need to to know you might want to know about the podcast uh, on that page the only thing that i have finished since the last podcast um, is a pair of baby booties and they are the yarn harlot's pattern cutest booty And these actually, um, they've got a um, bit of a background to them. Um, I mean, the booties themselves, um, that's my go-to sort of baby gift knitting project. So anybody that I know that's having a baby, they generally get um, a pair of booties from me. So this one, this project was um, kind of surreal in a lot of ways that I was knitting these. And it wasn't until I finished them that I realised that um, I didn't need to wrap them or, or put them into the gift box or anything like that. It, it, these were staying in the house. These were going to be on my little baby's feet. So that was a bit of a surreal moment for me that I realised that i just sort of knit my own baby gift. It was it was really nice um, moment and probably I cried because obviously that's, I'm doing that a lot at the moment so <laughs> it was probably a fairly emotional moment. Um, but when I went to pick them up, Earlier, I thought to myself, oh, I should think about which um, what yarn it is that I used for these, um, and realised that actually, um, the yarn that I picked to make these booties uh, was the same yarn that I used to make my very first pair of socks, which um, I told my husband, and he said, oh, well, you can wear matching socks, that would be lovely. But actually, the socks, the very first pair of socks that I made um, were a little bit, Socks of Doom. Um, this yarn, actually, uh, I felt was a bit of a cursed yarn for me. It just did not do anything right. Um, the, the yarn itself, there's, there's not actually anything wrong with the yarn. It's a Trekking XXL yarn um, that I got from like my local market or something. There's actually nothing wrong with the yarn, but it was... It was it was totally my knitting, but it didn't make any sense. I was knitting it all inside out, and so one minute it it was I was seeing purl sides, and then still knitting was then seeing knit sides. I really don't understand how on earth I managed to do it. I think I was turning the socks inside out and right side in as I was knitting it, and then occasionally I would throw in a purl row because I would think that I needed to purl in order to write which side I was on so I ended up with purl ridges all over the place and then I think I misread the pattern when I'd done the heel turn on one of the socks so I ended up um, picking up too many stitches and not then decreasing enough in order to get down to the, the right number of stitches for the foot, so the foot on the first sock was enormous, so then I had to pull it all out and it was one of these things that I just, I I never wanted to finish them because I, I was just so sick of them. And I think before they actually got finished, I managed to successfully make other pairs of socks. But every time I came back to this particular project, things just seemed to go wrong. Even though I was quite capable of making a sock, every time I picked up this particular project, something would, would happen. And yeah, so I was convinced that this yarn was cursed. I think I finally managed to get the project finished um, and I think I gave the socks to my mum. So, um, mum, you have cursed socks, but they will be matching socks to your grandson's socks. So maybe that is a a curse breaker there because there's nothing wrong with these booties and they were a dream to knit And I really, really love the pattern. I will leave a link to the pattern in the show notes. Definitely recommend um, picking that one up because they are so simple and so quick to knit. And everybody that I have given a pair of these booties to has really loved them. So um, definitely get that if you know anyone that's having a baby. Or if you just want to have a really good bootie pattern like in your stash, ready to go. Next time somebody makes their special announcement. In terms of what I've been wearing, um, it's been a bit, the weather's been a bit funny here. Um, it started to look like it was getting warmer, and so I wasn't really thinking about wearing hand knits, and then um, it got suddenly very cold again, <laughs> and I was like, "Oh God, I need I need something warm to wear, just like a scarf or something." And um, really wanted like a hand knit sort of light shawl um, or like scarf, something just to throw around my neck, but with a slightly lighter coat because I'm not wearing my not really wearing my big winter coat anymore. I'm um, just wearing like a light sort of springy jacket, so I wanted something similarly light but still warm. So I um, reached into my, my uh, box of scarves and pulled out something that I normally wear um, in the autumn just because of the choice of color that I've gone for. But um, I really, really like it. It's nice and cozy. Um, it is the Lunar Tide Shawl. Uh, mm. I have link in the show notes as always. Um, the pattern, um, which is on Ravelry. Has actually got two patterns included in it so one is for like a solid color um, garter stitch and uh, reverse uh, sorry uh, stocking stitch and reverse stocking stitch texture um, on one shawl and then the other pattern is for a like full stocking stitch but with two colors so on one pattern there's the, the two textures on the other pattern where you would change textures you change colours instead um, and I picked a kind of orange and then a brown and sadly looking in my Ravelry notebook um, I failed to say what what yarn it is I used I know it's a sock yarn um, but I, I have no idea what it was I can't remember it's been a little while since I knit this um, and I honestly can't remember what it is which is a real shame because I, uh, I would love to know what it is but um, but yeah it's really um, it's it's not the softest because it is a sock yarn it is a little bit on the scratchy side um, but that's okay it doesn't matter and it is very very warm and it's quite hard wearing and I feel like it kept its blocking really well I don't know whether that's part of it being a sock yarn but the like the blocking has is, is kept really really well even though it just gets screwed up and put into my Um, hand knit basket. It also has a lace um, border on the bottom which you knit by, you cast off all but one stitch, this is, I'm trying to cast my memory back here, I could have opened the pattern but I didn't do that, I'm just trying to remember. Um, You cast off uh, on the long side of the shawl all but one stitch and then you go back and start knitting, you knit a row of the pattern for the lace border and then you pick up and knit two together at the end of the row so that you join the lace border to the shawl as you go along. Is I believe how how it worked. And I remember thinking it was going to take me forever, but actually I think I got it done in like maybe an evening or two. I just put some videos on YouTube or something like that and I just sat and did it. And actually Having said that, I think I finished this the night that we we took our kittens to get like neutered and spayed, and I think that the reason it only took me like one or two evenings was because I was up all night with our girl kitten because she kept eating, trying to eat her stitches. So I think that's why it took me only an evening. But still, I got a project out of it at the end and um, managed to stop my cat from pulling out all of her stitches. So it was a win-win, really we 2018, the Forum in Norwich is holding an event called Makers Month. But what's it all about? I caught up with the event organiser to find out a little bit more about him.
1: My name's Jane Evans and I am the event organiser of Makers Month at the Forum here in Norwich. I love doing this event, I really do. It just brings so many different people together from all sorts of different crafting and making backgrounds and all levels of expertise and they all just love talking to each other, talking to members of the public about what they do and sharing their skills. Makers Month lasts for 27 days and we have loads of different organisations and individuals who are either knit, sew, paint, draw, print, sculpt, all sorts of things. We invite them to come here and they can have the space for free. They enjoy the footfall that we get here in the Forum. But in return, they can't just sit there and show people what they do and be clever about what they do. They need to be able to talk to people and teach them something and give them the opportunity to have a go at something. So it's all about having a go, having a taster. And what we find is that people sit down and they either say, I've never ever picked up a knitting needle in my life, and someone says, let me show you, and then they go, oh, actually, I thought it was really difficult, this is great. Or you find people who have been keen knitters or sewers or crocheters or whatever in the past, and they go, oh, my goodness, I've got a sewing machine up in the attic, and I haven't taken it down for years. I'm going to go and get it and have a go. So it inspires people to try something new, brush up on old skills, develop skills they've already got. And what we also find from the evaluation is that people are inspired to go away and sign up for workshops and just find out a little bit more. And then we see them come back the following year saying, oh, I do this now and I do that now and I've made this and I've made that. So it's all about bringing people together, sharing skills, letting older generations teach younger generations particularly at weekends and school holidays and also encouraging the networking that goes on locally between all the different making and crafting organisations and we have these lovely exhibits, we've got a knitted queen, a knitted enchanted wood and I watch people as they go around and look and everybody smiles, young, old, male, female, into crafting, not into crafting and they just smile and then I think yep job done. Have you seen my clippers, Barbara? I think Bernard's forgotten. I think I might get round to trimming your bush this morning. Oh, goodness, what a good idea. I've been wanting that doing before the summer really gets going. Righto, I'll get straight on to it. A jolly good tidy up is just what it means. Righto.
0: to the enchanted wood you'll find nudie knits. Now you don't have to be over 18 to go inside and have a look at this little knitted nudie film. It's all very good, fun, seaside humour, carry-on style, uh, one-liner jokes, you know, innuendo, that kind of thing. Very, very funny Um, and it's always full of people really, really Enjoying themselves, watching this little naked village of people wandering about their daily business. On the 24th of March, the creator Sarah Simi will be in. Giving a talk about the creative process behind making the little naked guys and gals of Woolly Bush. So if you're interested in hearing a little bit more about that, then head on down on the 24th. Um, I think you can book tickets on the website. Um, There is a link in the show notes to the forum website where you can look at all of the exhibitions and all of the talks and all of the workshops that are going on, and you can book. Your tickets through there. Right.
1: Oh, here comes Patrick. Good morning, Patrick. Isn't it glorious? Yes, a bit chilly at first, but they say it's going to get very warm later on. Goodness, your sack looks full. I think I've got quite mm. a few things for you today.
0: Another thing I can definitely recommend checking out while you're down at the Forum is the Woman's Hour Craft Prize Award. The 12 finalists items are on display in the Forum and this is the first place that they've been on display since being um, at the v from 2017 till February of 2018. So they've been at the V&A, I believe, since September. And then they've just come to the Forum, and this is the sort of first stop uh, on their little tour that they're going on um, around the country, I believe. Um, My favourite of the finalist pieces is um, a piece by Celia Pym. Uh, Celia Pym darns knitted items to um, repair holes and um, tears and things. So these are... Um, items that belong to other people and she sits down with the the person who owns the item and she talks to them about where the item's from like why it's significant to them um, how long they've had it things like that and then she darns any holes to make the item usable again and these darns are done in a contrasting color to the original garment so that the holes and the wear and tear becomes a part of the garment's history and part of its lifetime. Um, absolutely beautiful, um, quite a moving piece in some ways if you, if you read some of the text and things like that, the, the thought that these people have kept some of these items for as long as they have even in the state that they were in, um, it's really lovely to read. So if you do get a chance to check out this display, um, please do let me know what your favourite piece is. So yeah, my favourite is the Celia Pym piece, but there's some other um, great things as well. So let me know which one you like the most. So that is it for this podcast. Thank you very much for joining me. Um, I want to say thank you to Jane from the forum for talking to me about Makers Month. Um, the piece of music that I played is Nashville Love by Orish Les and there's a link to that along with everything else that I've talked about in the show notes at www.unravelingpodcast.wordpress.com. So head over to the blog, leave me a comment, leave me a little hello, say that you've listened um, and let me know what your favourite part of Makers Month was if you managed to get there. And um, I will um, look forward to seeing you next time. i do not sure how long it's going to be until I do the next podcast. Probably another couple of weeks. But um, but hopefully it won't be too long. I'm, uh, I'm excited. I'm excited for, for the future podcasts. So, so yeah. If there's anything in particular that you would like me to talk about. Um, or if you have anything that you would like to talk about. Then feel free to send me an audio link. Or maybe just send... A little piece of writing in and I can read it for you it's up to you <laughs> w- whatever you like so thank you for listening and um, I will see you next time bye